Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason, watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service, and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. All right, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in our friend John Michael Lyles, one of the best American-born defensemen of all time. At least that's one person's opinion, and that's mine. Of course, you remember him with the Avalanche number four. How are you, my friend? Uh, I'm doing great. I appreciate that introduction. I, I, I was wondering who that whose opinion that might be. <laughs> well, I was talking to Phil Housley, and he decided to give that honor to you. Oh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, very, very well uh, deserving from Phil Housley. <laughs> <laughs> With that, how good do you feel about this team entering the playoffs as they are as healthy as they have been all season? Yeah, they are. I mean, unfortunately, not in Padres missed the last two skates with uh, what they're saying is non-COVID illness. So, um, you know, that, that throws a little bit of a curveball, but hopefully he'll be able to go tomorrow night. And, um, yeah, this team is as healthy as they've been all season. So I'm looking forward to it. I know, um, you know, there's some question marks from the Nashville side. And, uh, I mean, if this Avs team plays the way they're capable, I don't know that there's many teams that can hang with them. Uh, I would say there's probably two or three in the league that can really hang with them when they're playing up to their capabilities. Is the health going into the playoffs the biggest difference between this year and the last couple of years, or are there other factors? And if so, what are those differences? Well, it's definitely a big factor. Uh, You know, years past, they've had some health issues going into the playoffs, but they've had a lot of health issues going through the playoffs as well. And that's, you know, part of it is, the team that you have assembled, part of it's luck with uh, with some of those injuries and being able to you know to to be relatively healthy in, in a long playoff run. And uh, you know, I think at the the trade deadline, they you know they address some needs. I mean, Josh Manson, I think, is uh, you know a, a good um, physical presence on the back end. I'd love to see Eric Johnson and, and Jack Johnson, guys like that, really step up the physicality in the playoffs because that's something you need to complement you know the Bo Byrams and the Sam Gerrards and the Camel Cars. Um, but yeah, I think there's there's a lot of factors that, that go into it. But uh, you know, having health from day one in the playoffs, I mean, you cannot underestimate that. How good do you feel about Kemper going into this series? Because really, to win a cup, you have to ride the goalie. Well, your goalie has to be really good. Um, your goalie does have to be really good. But at the same time, I think he has been really good for a good portion of the season. Yes, there's been a hiccup here and there, but. When you look at um, really any team, I mean, they're going to have those hiccups, whether it's, you know, your power play, your penalty kill, um, you know, five-on-five scoring, goaltending throughout the season. There's never going to be a perfect season, especially when it's 82 games long before you even get to the playoffs. 
So Kemper has, uh, I think he silenced a lot of his critics. And um, you know what? When he gets hot, I, I don't know that uh, that there's many goalies that can you know that can outplay him. And you know, one of them is the, the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion would be Andre Vasilevsky is somebody that I would look at. But Darcy Kemper has played well, uh, you know, for the majority of this season. What kind of matchup is Nashville for the Avs in this first round? They're going to be a tough physical matchup. I mean, I look at their coaching staff, John Hines. I actually had him in juniors um, as a coach, and, and uh, Danny Hino is one of the assistants. And So you kind of know what you're going to get from them. I mean, they've got some guys. It's funny, like you look at Nashville has two 40-goal scorers, and the Avs have zero 40-goal scorers. So um, they've got some guys that can put the puck in the net in terms of Philip Forsberg, and you know our old friend Matthew Shane had a, had a tremendous bounce-back year for them. Roman Yossi, um, you know, battling Kale McCarr for, for the Norris. It's uh, it's going to be tough because you know what Nashville plays a physical game and they, and they um, you know they're they're a no nonsense type of team. Yes, they've got some skill, but they chip it in and they they take runs at you and finish every check. I mean, it was evident the other night when uh, when they played in uh, you know at Ball Arena that was going to be the game that uh, that that they focus on and the Avs have to be prepared for that because it's uh, you know the Avs can run and gun they can play a, a grittier game but they need to mentally prepare for that gritty game against a team like Nashville and and realistically i mean Nashville's going to try and grind it down in terms of you know scrums after the whistle and things like that and um, you know the Avs just have to be able to walk away and and uh, you know keep focusing on the job at hand You've had drinks with Danny Hynote, as have I. Uh, do you think he is a better coach with two pitchers of beer in him or without two pitchers of beer with him? Because that guy has an iron stomach like no one I've ever met. Oh, man, I would be more worried about the Jaeger bombs with Danny than the uh, two pitchers of beer with him. Uh, he, he does seem to hit his sweet spot after uh, after about two pitchers and maybe one or two Jaeger bombs. He, he, he seems to be at his most effective, but, um, you know, he's one of the best people I've ever met. I had the privilege of living with him my first three years in the NHL, and um, just a guy that I still um, talk to a lot to this day and, and uh, you know, just have the utmost respect for. So you, you, you know what you're going to get with him. He's a tremendous assistant coach in the NHL. Um, the players that he has on his team love playing for him. And um, you know what? It's uh, It'll be interesting because you always, you always want to root for uh, for good friends, but, I, you know, He's still still rooting for the ass. As his roommate, I don't I don't want to get sidetracked on Danny Hynote, who's probably one of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet. Yeah. How was he able to go on benders? And I, I mean, again, I've had I've had more than a few beers with him. Benders pretty much all night, and yet show up for practice the next day, and you would never know. Well, he had a, he had an uncanny ability to um, to find his way at the back of every line for every drill when he had those all night benders. So he just he would just blend in with the guys and he would you'd all of a sudden see him just kind of snaking back through and just he would be at the end of a line for his entire drill and never actually do one rep. So um, you know it's uh it's a uh, it's an unteachable skill, I would say. It you is. Know, it's just something that you're born with. And right. He was he was one of those guys. He was one of the fortunate ones. I was the one. I was the one toe picking and, and you know falling all over the place right. after an all nighter. Right. You mentioned Kemper earlier. Of course, he's been a part of. He's played in four postseasons over the years. Most recently, back in 2020, and of course, he had that big game. Uh, against the Avs in the bubble when he stopped 49 of a of 50 of 51 shots like based on what he's done 
how ready is Kemper for a potential deep playoff run to carry this team like a goal we usually need to do? Well, yeah, I think, you know, based on what he's done, especially this year, um, you know, he came out, I would say, if you asked him, he'd probably say he came out of the gates a little bit slow. But at the same time, it's a new system. It's new teammates. You're get, you, know, you, you have to get used to the, the chances that, um, you know, different systems allow. And once he kind of got into his groove, I mean, he was arguably the top goalie in the league, you know, from, uh, I would say, late December through, you know, through a good portion of February. And, you know, that's the type of goalie that he can be. And so I, I don't think if you asked around that room, I don't think there's a guy in that room that wouldn't have confidence in Darcy Kemper. And he's certainly good enough to help a team like the Avs in the way that they're built. Uh, he's certainly good enough to help them win a Stanley Cup. And, you know, if the Avs play the way they're capable, like I said, I don't think there are many teams that can hang with them. And you need to go, the goalie to make the saves that he's expected to make. And I think Darcy Kemper is more than capable of that. We're talking with John Michael Lyles. Played in the league from 2003 to 2017. Of course, played for the Avalanche. Also played for the Maple Leafs, Hurricanes. Boston Bruins and is listed at uh, 84 kilograms and 178 centimeters tall. You and I had a conversation last year about what makes a great playoff team. And you said your top two lines will get you to the playoffs, but it's your third and fourth lines that will help you win games in the playoffs. I'm not so sure if the Avs had those third and fourth lines last year. Do they now? I would say yes, uh, and I can't take credit for that. That saying, that's actually a Danny Heinold saying. I'm not um, giving you credit you know, for that. I'm not. No, no believe right, me, you're not getting any yeah, credit. JM, you're well, not getting any credit for that. Danny Heinold just wanted more credit because he was always on the fourth line. So, yeah, um, right. He, uh, <laughs> you know, him him coming up with that um, him coming up with that saying is not uh, you know not not out of the ordinary. I will say the Avs do have the depth to do it. Um, when you look at uh, bringing Gabe Landeskog back after his knee surgery, and if he can get back to, I mean, you know, he was having the best season of his career, um, you know, slotting him in on the top two lines allows you to slot a few of those guys. I mean, you know, Lekkonen has been amazing since he came over from, uh, from Montreal. I've loved his game, and I, I really like that trade because I just think he's so smart, and he can play anywhere in your top nine you want him on the third line as a checking forward, he's so good. But he's skilled enough and smart enough to play with guys like Nathan McKinnon and Nazem Kadri and be effective on those top lines, which a lot of times, you know, those bottom six guys, it's, it's tougher for them because they're so used to playing a certain way. But Lekkonen has been really um, just very versatile in that regard. Uh, you know, Nichushkin, I mean, he can slot anywhere up and down. I think now he's more valuable as a top six than a guy that played in the bottom six for a long time. So there's a lot of flexibility. If JT Comper can score in the playoffs, um, you know, that's a big one. I mean, he, he was close to 20 goals this year. And so those are the, the type of players that need to um, not only play their type of game with the checking and, and shutting down the other team's top line, but they, they can chip in offensively. That's how you win playoff rounds. Your bottom six have to be able to to win those matchups and chip in offensively to take some of that pressure off of your top six. Got about uh, 45 seconds left. Uh, the way the Avs, let's just call it like it is, stumble down the stretch. Any concern at all, or it's a new season now? No, I, I, no concern at all for me. Um, I think that they're veteran enough that they'll be able to, um, you know, to know exactly how they have to play. I look at them and, and it was, uh, I kind of categorized it as, you know, regular season fatigue. Um, you know, they, 
they went on a heck of a run. They weren't going to really move up or down at all, aside from going for that President's Trophy. And honestly, Florida can have that ticking time bomb for all I care. So wow. I think, uh, Why do you I call think it they're going to be just fine. Why do you call it a ticking well, time I mean, bomb? People, you know what, I, it's, it's not as, um, I don't know, there's, there's not, I, I don't think it's a curse. I just think that uh, it just puts an even bigger target on your back a lot of times. If you look at the ads last year and, they had that target on their back, and and uh, you know you go back in history, and it's a it's a pretty big target. So Florida can Florida can enjoy it. The only way that really changes anything is if they play the Panthers in the Stanley Cup final and it goes to seven games. So. John Michael Lyles, number four with the Avalanche. Thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. And uh, next time I see you, we should have some Jaeger bombs together in honor of Danny Hino. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh, I can't wait. That sounds good. See you, pal. <laughs> Late. All right, coming up after the break, Rocky Mountain Forest Products shout-out question. George Payton said the Broncos thought about taking a quarterback, okay? And the guy they were looking at was falling. We believe we know who that guy was. Should the Broncos have taken him? That's next. Take me to your left.